This is Four Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia brain. He's got a day man nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why are you a fucking hula? <laughs> this is Football Daft. You're a Rangers man. Aye. I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime in ESPN. <laughs> and. Be the top end of Stevenson. Hello and welcome to the Football Dad podcast with Ewan and Grado. What a great show we've got for you today. We've got a, a fantastic mystery guest for Who Are You? Somebody that you know, Grado. You say this all the time But you, you do know this person right, okay. You've had a run-in with this person Alright, that's yes. interesting So you right. know this person cool. And it's also what I would describe as a Scott Squad special Because two of your colleagues from the hit TV show Scott Squad Are going to be in the studio We've got the creator of the show, Joe Hewlett And we've also got um, Officer, um, not Officer Karen that's Aye, Everybody calls him Officer Karen, but it's Bobby It's Bobby It's Darren Connell, the actor Actor, yeah. so um, they're going to be in a little later Both are Celtic fans, I believe Yes Okay, so they'll be in the studio a little later as well. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be looking ahead to the, uh, the the Edinburgh Derby with a couple of uh, Hearts and Hibs fans. Um, a big, big game. Oh, man, I'm buzzing for this game, hey. It's, it's called the sack race game right. because what they're saying is whoever loses this game, the manager's going to get the sack because both Hibs and Hearts start to season has been catastrophic. It's been ter- horrendous. Um, Hearts losing at the weekend, Hibs losing at the weekend, so this game is huge. So we'll talk to a, a Hibs and a Hearts fan a little later in the show. But before we go any further, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been doing remixes of um, Darren Jackson uh, with his word, listen, listen, listen. And then last no, week, we did no, a remix of no. um, Ian Durant saying the word, no, 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 no. So, punters absolutely loved that. Listeners are now sending us their remixes of Darren Jackson saying the word, listen. David got in contact with the show, who loves the podcast, and he himself has remixed... Darren Jackson saying the word listen to a Chaz and Dave song. Do you know Chaz and Dave? Uh, I know that. What song did they sing? Rabbit, 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 rabbit. No, rabbit. I'm getting mixed up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting mixed Dave. Who's the ones that sing? Look into my eyes. Can't you see they're open wide? Who would have la- Charles and Eddie. Charles and Eddie. <laughs> Aye. I get mixed up with Eddie <laughs> So this is David, right. a punter, who's sitting in his remix of Darren Jackson saying the word listen, and, it's, uh, and, and he's described as Daz and Dave. <laughs> Let's have a listen. With your incessant talking. How many more of these are we going to get? Somebody ah. sent me one that involved uh, Tiny Temper. All oh, right. Do you know who Tiny Temper is? You know, he sports Rangers, does he know? Tiny Temper. No, there's another one that's put some tiny. No, there's some. It's no Tiny Temper. There's a. There's a rapper that supports Rangers. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, 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 it's not Dizzy Rascal. Uh, no, Tiny Temper. Rangers supporting... No, 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 supporting rap. No, shut the fuck up. Some supporting rapper. Tinchy Strider. Tinchy Strider. <laughs> right, hold on. Tinchy Strider, Rangers. Tinchy Strider. Wait there. Tinchy Strider. So it's definitely Tinchy Strider. Aye, wait there. I'm sure right. he's a Rangers fan. Wait there. Tinchy Strider. Right. I like them because of the football players that played before. I like Ali McCoy. I like Barry Ferguson. I like a lot of different people that played for him. 
So that's my team. Tidgy Strider. Tidgy Strider's only just fun, eh? What song did he have it? Is that no? Listen to the stars. No, that's no him either, was it? <laughs> what did t- Tiny Trencher sing? What did Tiny Strinker sing? Hold on, what did he sing? Tinchy Strider songs. Uh, uh. Well, mate, you're a fucking radio DJ. You should know this shit. What song is this? Is this Tinchy Strider? Hi. Oh, oh. We are the people. <laughs> it's now time for Strip for Grado, where we want you to send in your strips for Grado so we can decorate our little man cave, our little studio here at um, the Football Daft headquarters. And today you have what I think looks like a great little strip. Uh, what is it? I think this is my favourite this one that's been hoarded in yet. It's Glasgow Girls FC. They play in the Scottish Women's Premier Division or Pre- Premier 2 Division. Uh, they've been gone from this 2008. Rab Wyatt sent it into us. They're sitting third in the league behind Hearts and Hamilton Ackies. They beat Hutchie Vale 12 now. Hutchable are like yeah. one of the teams in Edinburgh. That's it, isn't it? Lucy McEwen and Chloe Dockery have been banging them in. Lucy's sitting on 11 goals and Chloe's sitting on eight. So That's my so, favourite strip so, so far. That is because if you're, obviously if he's listening to us in the wireless, this is a purple Adidas. Um, I like that colour. It's kind of like the old, um, what was that old Sky programme? The old Sky programme? Dream Team. Dream Team. Dream Team. Aye, aye, dream Team. Aye, aye. So the dream Team yeah. tap. That's a crap. You like that, tap, don't you? Isn't it? Let's get 37, Scott Arfield's number. What? You always turn everything we talk about into a Rangers thing. Why is that? Sorry. It's not about Rangers in this bit, it's about right, somebody apologies. else's strip. Sorry. So what's the team again? Let's give them a big shout out. Glasgow Girls! Glasgow Girls, and they are third in the league behind the, the mighty Jambos in Hamilton. Uh, who sent that in? Uh, Rab Wyatt. Rab Wyatt, thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate that. You won't only get this, but the producer will. What is it? Wyatt. What's wrong with Wyatt? There's, basically, there's a guy called Bray Wyatt, and that's his theme tune in the wrestling. If it's no Rangers, it's, it's wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Grado's rant. Uh, here we go. We don't know what it's about, but Grado is about to do what he does every single week, and that's have a rant about something that's been going on in his life. What is it, Grado? What's your problem this week? Well, you know I'm a wrestler. Yes, I, you are a wrestler. I wrestle every weekend. Yes, I wrestled three times this weekend. Oh, did you? Aye. How did mm-hmm. it go? Good. I wrestled in a primary school, Motherwell. I wrestled at the garage in Glasgow. Double duty. I done the first. I done an opener tag team match. Jumped in the motor. Whereabouts on Leotard? Down to Carlisle and defended my target heavyweight title in Carlisle. Wow, in the, big, in the, in the main event. So. Big venues. Yep, and what really. School gym hall, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so, yep, so double duty on Saturday, uh-huh. um, wrestled, and I love meeting the fans. Fans are brilliant, um, great, and obviously after the show, I always stay behind, and if they need anything signed, any That's nice, so yeah. That. Um, but uh, there's a, f- a certain. Thing people tell me. Are you going to have a pop at the fans here? I'm having a pop at the fans, but you know This what? is the fans that you stay behind <laughs> that are loyal and hang about want to see you because I, they love the, you. There's just one thing that they say that just really winds me up. Now, bear in mind, I've wrestled twice. I come straight for the ring, I jump the barrier, and I sit at the table. And you sign, t- and you sign autographs? I sign all that. And uh, more than... More often than not. More often than no. The first thing folk will say to me is, you're sweating. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a sweating eye. 
Am I f- I, am I really? S- I, you think so? You're sweaty. You're sweaty, mate. I've just rolled about with a guy at twenty stain. He's just threw me about Carlisle. You know what I mean? I've re- this is my second match. You know what I'm saying? I'm busting out this leotard. It's fifty degrees in this place. There's no aircon, right? Stuffed into a room. Wrestling match. You're sweating. <laughs> Does this happen all the time? This happens all the time. Every time? Every time, man. I'm like, ah, I've just wrestled. What do they expect? I don't know. When they ask you that question, what are they expecting you to say? Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, fucking sweating. You just know what, and everybody's going to start saying this to me every time. No, when yeah, I, when now I that wrestle, you brought it you're up. Sweating, you're sweating, you're sweating, you're <laughs> sweating. Do you sweat a lot, though? Oh, I am a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a big sweater, man. I must admit, I, I, I hate it, and I'm getting worse, mate. Because see, now what I'm having today is, I come out my shower and I've googled how to kind of avoid being sweaty when you're putting on your clothes. Not what I do is, I open every window in the house, I stun in the buff, I plug in my uh, hair dryer and just fucking go to town, put it in cool mode, and cool myself down with a hair dryer, uh-huh. uh, stick on my brakes and that. And by the time I've got everything like own, my fucking clothes are drenched in sweat. I hate it. That's why if there's them out there that can give me a wee deal on Botox or something like that, get it on my chest, my back, my else. I'd get it everywhere just to stop me sweating profusely. And for fucking folk at wrestling shows to tell me that I'm fucking sweating. Thanks for your support. <laughs> Right, let's look back at the games from the weekend. First game up, Hamilton 0, Celtic 1. Celtic 5 wins out of 5, 15 points out of 15. Three points clear at the top of the league table. James Forrest with the only goal of the game after the, the, the first seven minutes. Grado, your thoughts? Slender win. <laughs> <laughs> Hearts 2, Motherwell 3 at Tynecastle. Hearts fans are not happy. They want Craig Levine out the door. We're sitting bottom of the league and we've got the big game again. Hibs coming up at the weekend. They're describing that as a sack race because uh, Hibs are not doing particularly well either. Uh, Grado, your thoughts on Hearts 2, Motherwell 3? Uh, that for me. We want answers. We want them out. We want them out. Levine to go. Levine out, 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 out. Kilmarnock 2, Hibs nil. Uh, well, Alessio's getting there. Uh, Hecking Bottom's fucking making an else <laughs> uh, But uh, our pal Gordon Soros will, ha- will be happy at that. Uh, Rangers 3, Livingston 1. Livingston were 1 up in that game, and then Rangers came back to win it by 3 goals to 1 at Ibrox. Uh, Ryan Kent out with a hamstring injury, could be out for between 2 to 3 weeks. Oh, no. um, your thoughts, grade on Rangers 3, Livingston 1. Not the best performance I was hearing. No, I'm telling I-, I never got to see it either because I was wrestling and I was sweating. Um, but apparently. <laughs> Uh, it took for Livingston to score for Rangers to react and apparently it was the Wally Collins show again Blonnie's whistle blah 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 any touch kind of let the game flow I, and I don't he's no bias or nothing I just find him I, I think it's staggering that he's a a Champions League is a Champions League referee ah yes as well yeah. I, just, I don't know how well that's came for he just I don't know whether he was rough the night or four or whatever but just blah 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 for the sake of it uh, in fact actually I don't think Wally Collins drinks because <laughs> he's a RE teacher, aren't he? Is he an RE teacher? Are you saying that RE teachers don't drink? Mm, well, you think all RE, RE teachers don't drink? Probably, Is that what you're putting out there? Maybe a sherry on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't see them in the boozer. Fucking, you, you imagine an RE teacher in the boozer? What, toast- we, well, like every day, it would be a bit bizarre, wouldn't it? So you think they'll never be sherry on Christmas Day to celebrate Jesus' birthday? 
Oh fuck! Actually, Miran, can put it. They're probably doing uh, tan and wine in that. Jesus turned the water into wine, didn't he? So probably winos. So RE teachers have gone from not drinking to being winos. <laughs> what is it, Grado, that they don't drink or that they're winos? What's more likely to be the case? JK Bastles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross County 2, St Mirren 1. Yeah, your thoughts, Grado? I mean, that's uh, Richard Foster who left St Johnston to go to Ross County. He's made a difference. He's making a big difference up there in old Ross County. And uh, what's a crack with Amy and Tommy Wright? We've not got to St Johnston yet. What? We've not mentioned their result yet. Well, what was the result of the weekend? They drew 1-1 with Aberdeen. Amy upset Tommy Wright. With what she said on Off the Ball with Tam Cowan last weekend. Oh, was she on there? What was she She saying? was on there. She got, she she told um, um, what she thought of Tommy Wright. And what, the what, did with her husband what did she say? That, um, that she just basically, in, in a roundabout way, called Tommy Wright a dinosaur of a manager. <laughs> basically, the guys... I just imagine, are, I don't know, like, do you think, I, hope, I hope Tommy Wright's no good family. They're like going to Amy McDonald concerts. <laughs> you know I mean? There might be somebody's going, bastard, there's my fucking Amy tickets. <laughs> There's my Amy tickets. I can't go and see aye, aye. Because my dad aye, or mum just fought out with him. Aye, There's my fucking Amy tickets at the window. <laughs> but uh, you stick to your guns, Amy. Well done, you. Oh, Put in aye. Tommy right in his place. Aye, well, well done, Amy well, McDonald. Well I know I love Amy. She actually woke me up when I was sleeping. Um, she did she? Yeah, she woke me up. I was sleeping in the airport waiting for my flight, and she woke me up. How did that happen? Well, I was sitting with headphones up and she come flicked, she flicked the earphones off my head. And said what? Shall sell. <laughs> <laughs> right, we want to get you involved in Who Knows Wins, which is the home of social betting and are changing the culture of gambling. Now, bookers have been taken out of the equation and now you can bet on sports against your mates. That's it's original. A, it's basically between you and your mates. It's a brilliant way to rake in the cash from your friends and getting it right up them whilst having a bit of banter along the way. Uh, there's no odds. There's nothing like that. There's no bootmakers. This is all about the prediction on sporting events between you and your pals. The more you know, the more you win. All you have to do is download the app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And for more information, you need to go to the website. What's the website, Grado? www.whoknowswins.com. That's whoknowswins.com. You then just set up a league. Set an entry fee. Choose your matches. Invite all your mates in. And all you do is predict the outcome of those games. And you can Set it for as much how much as, as much as you want. Right. It could be a five, it could be a ten, it could be fifteen, it could be twenty quid. Everyone throws in the same amount of money. You then have a pot of cash, and whoever comes out on top wins the money. Or you, could, the money. Or, you, or you could set up for first, second, third, fourth place. So that somebody, most people get money as well back. I, I, so you can decide how you split the money, like when you get it and all that. And, exactly. Uh, the person with the most correct predictions wins the pot of money if that's how you want to do it. Uh, you can also join preset public leagues as well, which is good fun, with larger pots of money competing against players from all over the UK. So you're in control. There's no bookies. There's no odds. It's just you and your pals or just strangers across the UK online and um, I think it's a good way of having a bit of a laugh with your pals. Aye, because you could set up a wee WhatsApp group and all that. Exactly, and, just, uh, and have a laugh with a wee bit of banter with your pals. It sounds like you're, 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 you're pitching us on Dragon's Den, which I've been, which I've been watching <laughs> quite a lot recently. Well, I love that. I've been watching hundreds of Dragon's Den videos. I know I'm an interrupting an advertisement, but I don't care. Dragon's Den's fucking brilliant, isn't it? If, if, if this who knows wins... Aye. Turned up at Dragon's Den and you're sat there with the money on the table I'd and somebody pitched this idea to you, what would you be saying? I'd say, 
You some of, you want some of my money? Let me tell you, you want some of my money? That's my impression of Duncan by the time. Do you like it? It's good. I go Aye. on. Uh, and then I go, I'd like to make you an offer. <laughs> it's Peter Jones. I would like, I'm going to invest £75,000. However, I want 25% equity. But if I get that £75,000 within 12 months, I will then lower my equity to 12.5%. And I'd advise you to take that offer. And then Jenny, who's sitting in a blue dress, she doesn't fucking invest in fuck all. She she just comes on, sits down, and says, I'm out. <laughs> so, so get involved Sorry. now by downloading the app or at, on Apple or Google Play by typing in who knows wins. And um, and it's a great way to get involved with your pals. And as you heard Gredo say there, um, if it was on Dragon's Den, he would be investing and getting involved in who knows wins. Go to the website, who knows wins.com for more information. It's now time to play Who Are You on the Football Dad podcast with Ewan and Grado. We bring in a mystery guest. We will blindfold Grado and he needs to identify who the mystery guest is by uh, asking our mystery guest uh, a, a series of questions until we figure out who it is. And today's mystery guest got in contact with me via Twitter because he and Grado have a history together when it comes to wrestling. Um, your name is Jimmy. Yes. Yes. And you have, uh, you've been in the wrestling ring for a number of years? About five years. Five years. And um, Grado tweeted about you three years ago. Yes. And what's unique about you, for those of you who are not watching the show on YouTube, for those listening, what's unique about you and your character and what you do in the wrestling world? I dress up as an Oompa Loompa as my gimmick. Right. So you're sat here dressed as an Oompa Loompa. I am, yes. Right. And uh, Gradle tweeted about you three years ago. That is correct. He, he loved your character. He loved your gimmick and, and all sorts of things. Um, how well do you know Gradle? Through the wrestling. Through the wrestling, right. Yes. So, so do you think Gradle will identify who you are? He might get it with a wig. You think? I'm not sure. Right, okay. So should we bring Gradle in? Yes. Right, let's do it. We're going to bring Grado in, who is now going to try and identify our mystery guest. It's an Oompa Loompa from the wrestling world. His name is Jimmy. He's got a history with Grado. Will Grado figure out who it is? Let's find out. So, let's play Who Are You? Grado is now in the studio. He is blindfolded and he's ready to try and identify our mystery guest today, who you know and who I know. But does Grado know who it is? Will he figure it out? Do I know them personally? I think you do. Oh, okay. I think you do. Oh, no, it's not going to be one of the ones. I don't want to forget their name. Possibly. Right. Um, so the, the mystery guest is sat next to you. And um, it's, so um, first things first, if you'd like to, to reach around and give the mystery guest a smell. <laughs> I know that aftershave. <clears throat> Who's laughing? <coughs> Is that a person laughing? Yes. That's a smoking. That's a smoker's fucking cough. And piss off. <laughs> piss off. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've, got, so we've got a male unhealthy smoker. Male unhealthy smoker. Would you like to have a feel of the um, of the mystery guest? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh no, I don't like this. Oh dear, dear. Is that the guy's hair? <laughs> guy's hair? Aye. Oh yeah! Is that a woman? Is that a guy? <laughs> this is freaking me out. 
It's like, fuck, it's like Captain Hook's head. <laughs> Is that a wig? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Right. I, I don't know what that... <laughs> Is it a human? <laughs> no. It's a human. <coughs> Is this fucking Chris Tone a wig? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you saying Chris Tone? Why are you saying Chris Tone? <laughs> Uh, is it because it's it's because it feels like a wee person? Is that a wee? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, ah, you can. Is it a woman <laughs> or a man? <laughs> is that is that your real hair, pal? Pal, is that your real hair? No, it's a wig. What you, what you got it on for? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got it on for? <coughs> it's his costume. What you you starting in something? <laughs> what? Willy Wonka. <laughs> See, I don't know if I'm drawing the lines here. Is it a win? Is it a win? Do no, you smoke? I, no, I don't smoke. Hey, I don't know. I kind of recognise that voice. A wee bit. Say that again. No, I don't smoke. Are you in the wrestling business? I was, yes. <laughs> Did I once get you to, to come out dressed as an impolumpa and we couldn't find any face paint, so I just took an orange biro to your face? Yes. <laughs> it's me, Jamie, isn't it? Is the right answer? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> How you doing, Jamie? You are right, mate. How did you come and get out of the hand? You're sick, dude, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> That's what we did. Do you remember when, you, when we had a spot? We had a spot in a battle <coughs> royal where we wanted him to come out. You done your gimmick as a, as a uh, what do you call them? An Oompa And football, we've got the arms face paint. So we, <laughs> didn't we? We did an, or an orange and no even a, a, a thick orange. It was a sharpie, <laughs> an orange sharpie and scrubbed it on your face, didn't it? Aye. Aye, but you told the house down, man. It was brilliant. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. So uh, what do you what do you think of Grado now that you see her? Are you, are you a fan of Grado? Do you like Grado? Always been a fan of Grado's. Aye, aye, go, aye, aye. aye, aye. aye. No, he's good. See when it was in the wrestling business, and obviously when we put on a show, we want to try and entertain everybody, you know, because sometimes parents come to wrestling shows and they get bored and they're fed up seeing the same big guy versus big guy, you know, uh -huh. two cruiserweights. Somebody like we, Jimmy, brings an, a different aspect to the show and it's entertainment at the end of the day. So totally. Is, so, aye, we, Jimmy's spot on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, ha good surprise. Aye, great surprise. Nice good to, to see, see you again. Jimmy, man. Good to see you, Jimmy, boy. We, Jimmy, coming. the Yimpa from the wrestling world, Thanks has been our coming. mystery guest. Thanks, Thank Jimmy. You. Appreciate Cheers, that. Jimmy. It's the Football Dad Podcast with Ewan and Grado. It's now time to look forward to the big game this weekend. There's only one game that matters in British football this weekend. It's the Edinburgh Derby. It's Hibs versus Hearts. Both clubs are struggling at the bottom end of the table. Hearts actually bottom of the league Relegation table Relegation battle here, Ewan. It's only five games and it's not relegation battle. Uh, maybe I Jeez, oh. Uh, but what has actually been said about this game? Whoever loses this game will lose their job. So who's losing their job? Heckenbottom or Craig Levine? If it was me, Craig Levine would have been out the door last weekend when we lost 3-2 to Motherwell at Tynecastle. Uh, Hibs themselves not having a particularly good season and we're delighted to have on FaceTime down the line Dave from the Hibs Talk podcast. I've been on the show. It's not as good as ours. How are you doing, Dave? 
Alright guys, how you doing? I'm all, all right, bad. Uh, not bad. Um, going into the start of the new season, I think there was some um, excitement around Hibs about what might happen this season. You made some interesting signings. It looked like you had some goals in your team. But then it's not worked out. What is going on with Heckenbottom? Uh, to be fair, it's been absolutely horrible. Um, I spent the whole summer dying for the season to start. Mm-hmm. And I would get anything to go back to summer, knowing no any football. <laughs> anything. So is the general feeling amongst the Hibs fans that they, they, they want Heckenbottom out? That's it? Aye. How long has he been Aye, there for January, yeah. February? Aye, February. But since he's come in, he's only bet one top six team and it was Hearts at Tynecastle and you, I didn't even think you could call him a top six team so um, it's been it's been poor oh you're such a prick <laughs> <laughs> I got the feeling when Heckenbaum first came through the door and when I was watching some of his um, initial media conferences that he was too good for this league I think so he talks he talks a good game and Aye. See, right. every time it opens his mouth I fall for it beat <laughs> <laughs> We got beat 6-1 off Rangers and I came out and I was raging. I was like, no, I want him out, I want him out. And then you listen to him after the game and you're like, oh, that's all right, mate, that's all right. And then you, you feel stupid for falling for it because a week after it's the exact same. I'm just going to stop listening to him. So, <laughs> so, so you're saying the general feeling is is that the Hibs fans want Hecken bottom out. Does that feeling towards the manager change if you beat Hearts at the weekend at Easter Road? I well, see, to be honest with you, I'm, all, I'm just going to forget that Heckenbottom's in charge at the weekend for me it's Hibs v Hearts I'm not interested in the, the manager Saturday so I want to beat Hearts every week um, no matter what happens like, I don't know I don't know I would buy him more time and that would be a wee bit annoying it would pay paper out of the cracks but um, so if you, if, so, so here's what needs to happen Dave you need to to lose to Hearts so you can get rid of Heckenbottom it's, it's short term pain for long term gain so that's no, what that's, you, that's what you ultimately want if you want rid of Heckenbottom you need Hearts to pump you at Easter Road would you not take that? Nope So you, want to, so you want to keep Heckenbottom? You don't I'd, hang- ra- I'd rather put the final I'd rather put the final nail on Levine's coffin Oh there you go there you go <laughs> so, so basically you would rather struggle with Heckenbottom just to be the team that gets Craig Levine the sack? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> in a, a word, aye. <laughs> so we've got so, the game this weekend. Um, you're, yeah. at, you're at home. It's, it's a cracking game. There's a lot of pressure on the game, particularly for the managers. It's already been billed as a sack race game. <laughs> Whoever loses is going to be sacked the following morning. You're pretty confident the Hibs are going to beat Hearts on Sunday. I wouldn't say confident, but since I'm sitting talking to you, I'm going to go 2-1 two, two Hibs. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. And then you want to lose the following week so you can get rid of Heckenbottom? No, I'm a Hibs fan. I don't want to lose at all. That means I'm you keep like, Heckenbottom then? We don't want to lose just to get rid of the manager. I want to win, but then if he, if he keeps losing, then he's got to go. Who do you want as the Hibs manager? Who would you? I would take Stubbs back. Really? If, God, right. fuck, how long did then, it last at St. Mum? A cup of coffee, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> you really want subs back? Aye. Folk, folk have said that when they take him back, because it maybe like tarnishes, like maybe something that was good that would maybe ruin his legacy, but... Oh, is that that, 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 that wee cup that you won for the first time since 1902? Is that what you're talking about, that legacy? 
Aye. Aye, yeah. But to Bob, when was the last time you won the Scottish Cup? 2012. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie I, I, I mean, I'm like Grado. Why would you want Stubbs back? Because where, where he's been since he left you, he's, he, I think it was Rotherham he went to and he screwed up there. Then he went to St Mirren and he screwed up there. Is it not true that you never go back? Aye, but I'd, I've never agreed with that because it doesn't make any sense. Oh, look at what it's like you've gone to a, a, really, a really good restaurant and hey, and I minted curry and then you're not going back the next week to that restaurant <laughs> in case the curry's not as good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, go that's a fucking good way of putting it, mate. <laughs> that is a good way of putting that. You go back for the same curry all the time. You're oh, like, yeah, oh, like I went a good curry house, see you coming. No, no, I don't want to go back in case it's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm surprised Hibs never went back in for Jason Cummins. So am I. I would take him. Oh, I just don't get that at all. It's just because he's your pal and you want to be in Scotland, <laughs> that's why. You keep banging on about Jason Cummins and why didn't he no sign well, for a club in Scotland? I just wish he stayed on the Rangers. I wish Gerard gave him a chance. So, uh, Dave, from the uh, Hibs Talk podcast, uh, I know you've kind of said it, but I'm going to get a definitive from you now. Your prediction for the weekend. Go on, give us a prediction. 2-1 uh, to Hibs. And Craig Levine sacked. Craig Levine sacked. He'll no get oh, sacked. Right. Would that make your weekend, Dave? Early moon, mate. <laughs> hey, it's not happening. You, you must be worried a wee bit as well, mate. I'm, Come on. Listen, I'm, I'm not worried at all because when it comes to Hibs and Hearts games, it can go Gloves anyway. Are off, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, a bit like what Dave was saying there, if Hearts win, it buys Craig Levine more time. Right. And I don't want Craig Levine to get more time. So you're kind of like stuck in the middle here. You don't know. You, you'd like to get rid of your manager, but for that to happen, you have to lose to your deadly rivals and you don't want that to happen either. So what happens if it's a draw, Dave? Yeah. Which it will be, probably. <sighs> no, to be fair, if we are drawn at home at bottom of the league, I think <laughs> Right, Dave, you're fucking annoying me now. Uh, from, the, from the Hibs Talk podcast, go and have a wheel in the show. It's a really good show. I've been on it. Um, good guys, good laugh. Dave, it's been a pre- pleasure, my man. Cheers, lads. Cheers, bye-bye, Dave. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. All the best. <laughs> so we've got Ross on, who is a Hearts fan. We've just spoke to Dave from the Hibs Talk podcast, and he's pretty confident, Ross, that um, Hibs are going to do Hearts, and Hearts are going to end up sacking their manager after this weekend's game. What do you think? Ian, for 40-odd years, I have followed that club, a man and boy, and I have never been in a position where I have doubted them on a derby. Really? Is it what that bad, you? Ross? I grew up watching the 22 in a row yeah. and uh, never ever doubted them. And now, for the first time, I can actually say I'm shiting myself. <laughs> and I hope I'm wrong, but I've got a horrible feeling that they're going to turn us over on Sunday and it might hopefully be the one thing that gets that kind of asshole. <laughs> that. So let me, let, let, let me ask you, Ross, because I asked this question of Dave. Would you take a defeat against Hibs just to get rid of the manager? Yes. And, and start again? Oh, there you go. You would do it? You, you, Definitely. If, if I could guarantee you right now, you lose to Hibs, you get rid of Craig Levine, would you do it? Definitely, aye. Because, I don't... Uh, I think it's the only thing that's going to make Anne Budge... But is Anne Budge going... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, that was good. Uh, <laughs> I just got it. I was 2.3 seconds too late, but I got it. No surprise that you've only just got it, son. Fritz I got you a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, fucking all right, Terminator, you shades on. <laughs> Listen, so I have this feeling that Levine is not going to be able you to... You think he's untouchable? I think just even with the way he said it at the weekend, you know... He said I'm going nowhere. Ah, he's fine. I'm fine. He's I'm a, confident. I mean, he keeps saying that, oh, well, 
we're, we're only four points away from uh, sixth place. Aye, very good. Aye. That's only because everybody else is just as shite as we are. <laughs> um, it's, it's only going to get worse. His, yeah. his tactics, he's no one since March um, in the league. And he, he's just he's negative. He's, right. This is the fucking guy that put out a team for Scotland with no strikers and expected exactly. to win. Is he and, ruining his legacy, Ross? I think he is, mate. Aye. He, to be honest, he, he needs to kind of pack up his stuff and go back up the stairs and start looking at uh, players again. What he was doing before. Even when he done that, but he was I, fucking running up and down the stairs uh, to the manager and getting notes. Do you know what I mean? I, it still I, felt as if he was a man in charge. Do you not think he should just do the right thing and bolt all together? I think so, I. But he's got too many fucking things with the club. That, mm-hmm. um, he's, uh, I think he's too far embedded now to the way the, the, the structure's been set up. Um, I don't think we're going to get rid of him. Um, before I let you go, Ross, um, and I know I put this question to you earlier, but in all seriousness, do you want to see Hearts get beat on Sunday if it gets rid of Levine? I wouldn't want to see it, but if it happened, I wouldn't be too uh, upset about it. I, I know for a fact that there's another three games, well, two definitely, maybe three games that we could kind of claw it back against them and shut them up and put them back into their wee box with the bomb. <laughs> but if we, were to, if we were to get beat on Sunday and it meant getting rid of them, then I would, I would take it. So you're thinking um, short-term pain for long-term gain? Aye, aye. And do you think that would be the best for Hearts going forward? Lose on Sunday, regroup, get a new manager and get a new thinking in? Definitely. Um, as long as the new manager isn't he an arse like some of the candidates we've had previous. Uh. <laughs> and isn't he getting spoken to from somebody up the stairs? Uh, aye, aye. Uh, we need somebody that's his own man, knows what he's doing, is willing to kind of take a wee bit of a gamble, maybe, but ultimately doesn't he get humped by we are teams that we should be beating on every day hey, or, um, or every, every week basis. Imagine Davey Weir as a Hearts manager. Where did that come from? I don't know. I'm just thinking about Hearts players back in the day. You know, he's had his experience assistant manager at Rangers. I think that could be a good Davey Weir, shout. would you take that, Ross? Take that? Um, no. <laughs> uh, Ross, it's been lovely talking to you there on the streets of Fife. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure, my man, and uh, hopefully it won't be too painful for us on Sunday. Well, we can we can only hope you, and we can only hope. Well, put it this way, put no, this ultimate. No by the way, Ross, ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately, Ross, we can't really lose. Mm. We might get beat and still have them. So yeah. that's true, Ross. It's been a pleasure, mate. Um, we'll give you a wee shout next week if you're up for it to see what you think of the game. Aye, anytime. Good man. Cheers, bud. Grado, do you ever do that thing where you're at home watching the telly or Netflix, etc., 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 and you go to the fridge for a snack or a cold beer or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you've run out? It's a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Oh, I hate it, man. Well, Grado, next time you find yourself in that situation, I've got the answer for you, right? (laughs) So you're never left short again. You need the Snappy Shopper app. Tell me more. I'm going to tell you more. It's a quick way to order beer, wine, food, snacks, and you'll get it delivered from convenience store to your door in under an hour. You get whatever you want in under an hour. That is... Oh, no. You don't need to get out the house. I'm going to use this all the time. (laughs) They've launched this in Renfrew and in Dundee, and the good news is it's going to be Scotland-wide really soon, and all you need to do is download the Snappy Shopper app from the App Store or Google Play, and you can get more info at snappyshopper.co.uk. But not only that, 
For football daft listeners in the Renfrew area, mm-hmm. you can get £5 off when you spend £15 with Snappy Shopper using the promo code SPAR15. That's SPAR15. All one word. SPAR15. Download the Snappy Shopper app now. 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 It's the Football Dad Podcast with Ewan and Grado. It's now time to introduce our very special guest today. He's famous for his role as Bobby in Scott Squad. He even got nominated for a BAFTA for new talent at the 2015 awards ceremony. Please welcome to the show, Darren Connell. Darren. Hello there, Darren. Thank you for having me on today, nice guys. Nice to have you, my friend. One of my favourite characters from Scott Squad. You with Officer Karen, but there's no Officer Karen with uh, Bobby today. Our second guest is the creator of Scott Squad and co-founder founder of Belter Studios, it's Joe Hewitt. Is that how you say your second name? Uh, uh, approximately Halate. You'd have to say it with an Indian accent if you wanted to go accurate. And I so just, how don't, is that? just don't do it. For a while, I, I, used, to do, I used to just call you Joe Halumi. You did. Why? I don't know, actually. Is that just because you're hungry? Works. Hanging about Nando's, probably. Aye. Have we ever what? gone for Nando's? No. Have we went for Nando's down before? No. But we, we will never, ever go back to Nando's. I don't know if you wanted this to talk about it, but you are now a vegan. Yes. And I'm actually proud of you because you're looking good. And my brother said he, he's been doing veganism for a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't think I could handle it, but you how are you getting He on? tricked you into a vegan meal. He did. He took me out for macaroni and cheese, a doner kebab. What else was, was on it? Chips. Aye. And he, he said this was all vegan. Oh, yep. fuck off. Shit. It was in the Flying Duck. It's a vegan Aye, restaurant, right. vegan beer. Everything's vegan. And he's like, that's no vegan. And I was like, Aye. how is it no vegan? Because it tastes and, good. <laughs> and we nearly had a fight in the middle of the restaurant Aye. in front of all these hipsters. Obviously, I couldn't go back for 12 weeks because I took him in and uh, they were looking at us like I was a fucking idiot. But <laughs> can I swear? Sorry. I can see what you like, Darren. Go. Uh, this is no holds barred. I, I had to actually apologise to the bar staff. I was like, I'm really sorry about him. And they're like, guy we know. <laughs> so this this is a bit of a Scott Squad special. We've got the creator of Scott Squad and two of the stars from Scott Squad with uh, Grado and Darren. Uh, Grado, you play the part of... PC Hugh McCurdy. Uh, PC Hugh McCurdy. We've got Darren who plays the part of... Bobby Muir. Bobby Muir, who is a well-loved character along with Officer Karen. And Joe, did you create these characters? Were these? Is this what you th- envisaged no. when you were... No, you didn't envisage, didn't envisage these, it. You didn't envisage well, these we- two? Darren, uh, there was never going to be a character like Bobby, and then Darren came to the audition, and he's obviously too out there to be a policeman, maybe. I don't know if you would agree with that. But we then created a recurring nuisance character. So the power of Darren's audition made the part happen. Uh, And then Grado wasn't in the pilot. There was another traffic cop, couldn't do it. I was last minute winner. Yeah, I was like, I get, I get the, I get the call on a Friday to start basically on a Monday as a postman because I was originally written in to just be a robber. I applied to be a police officer on three occasions. What, a real policeman? Yeah, yeah. First, when I was 16, to be a, a police cadet. Um, and I applied in 2007. And I didn't get by the first interview. Then I had to wait a year, 2008, and reapplied. I got, to the, I, I got by the first interview, the second interview. I passed the fitness test, funnily enough. Um, and I had one mere interview to go. And I just made a complete arse yet. Is that why you never got in? I guess I started talking about the bill and all that. <laughs> <laughs> there was something else, wasn't there? I, the other one was, um, what do you think about sectarianism? I was like, I mean, I, I go to Ibrox, but I don't sing the Billy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
see when I never got that Polish job, I was really, really, really upset. Weren't you some sort of community enforcement officer? So I, then I went on to be a community warden in a Drossen, <laughs> which is like basically a council policeman. So nobody likes you, folk would spit at you. You know, we wore a red uniform, everybody called us either the Red Mafia or the Rednecks. <laughs> Um, Red Mafia is cool. Red Mafia is cool, but one time we turned into a street where there was like a mega, mega riot, and I thought that my my, my door was was unlocked. So when we turned in, we got barricaded in, and then so instead of me pressing lock, I actually fucking unlocked the door, <laughs> and they fucking opened the door, <laughs> folk throwing punches. Had to reverse suit, go back up, man, and, and I was and the best it was, I was the youngest community warden there by like. 30 years who's like me and this old man in his 60s they've just been absolutely hounded after the young team how old were you at the time I was I I was um, I was what would have been 2008 what's that I'd have been 20 so um, I mean the poor wee guy man he was shitting himself the the only the the good side to that was we get the rest of the night off <laughs> you know, they were they were phoning the boss and says, "Look, we've just been attacked." Kind of thing. And then we I way up the road. We're fucking getting there. <laughs> yes. So there was a silver lining. There was a silver lining. We got Fantastic. a couple of staff. Well, Sorry. Let's let's, let's, let's talk, talk to our guests. Guy, I, know. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Darren, let's let's start with you, mate. Right. Um, Kevin Bridges apparently, so we read, uh, convinced you to give up working at a supermarket to go full time in comedy after he ended up um, in a session with him. So you and him were out on a session. You told him you worked at a supermarket and he convinced you to step away from that job and go comedy full time. Uh, yes. We were doing a gig one night at the stand and I had a pull of sickie and I was so worried about it. I was just like, I'm going to get the sack. And he just literally went, what the fuck are you doing? You're a stand-up comedian. And we went out for a couple of beers that night and he was just like, chuck it and just pursue comedy. And it was just hearing that for somebody like for his kind of stature, I'm yeah. like, aye, do you know what? I'm going to chuck it and go for it. Because I was just cut, caught up in a dead-end job and stuck and worried and stuff. And Because I came, like, I was just like, a stand-up comedian's a weird job. How am I going to earn a living for that? And as soon as he said, go for it, I was like, aye, fuck it. So was it like that's what Darren brought to the role. Because Bobby's a trolley boy and Darren was a trolley boy. And that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't. Darren playing it, so yeah. that's the insp- real life inspiration. Yeah, that's I mean they were like, "What do you want to make, Bobby?" And I was just like, "Trolley boy." And they were like, <laughs> "I couldn't afford contact lenses." This is true as well. I couldn't afford contact lenses at the time, so I was like, "Can I keep the glasses?" <laughs> the glasses. They're are... my old glasses. They're not even prop. <laughs> They're no prop glasses. They're I used to wear your... them when I was sixteen. Is that the glasses that you've got like, when you put up old pictures and those pictures of you at school? Is Aye. that them? Yep. That's the exact they glasses. NHS specs. <laughs> And they're about 15 year old. <laughs> I thought those were prop glasses. Oh, they're brilliant, but so they make it. it. They so, make it. So that scene that you're in every week with Officer Karen are your glasses. Yes. <laughs> and, and you wore them. Yep. And it's because I couldn't get contact lenses. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but thank God it's worked out, isn't it? So Kevin Bridges uh, gives you that advice, right? Give up the supermarket, give up the full-time job, get yourself into comedy. Was there at any point after you decided to quit the job, you thought, what the fuck am I doing? I've made a mistake here. Did you think you made the wrong decision? I don't know about that, but it definitely gave me fear. Like, it took away the stability of having a job and stuff. and Regular income. Yeah, and I did struggle at first. I had to go back into work. I was working with friends and all that kind of stuff. But it was the best thing I did because as soon as I chucked it, I just done that. I am a stand-up comedian I in my head. 
you've got to go for it. Well, uh, I look at me, I was in the fire brigade for all the years. I was always scared to 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 do the to do the jump. You say that like you're a fireman. Well, firefighter in brackets control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine I phoning nine 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 and he answers the phone, man. <laughs> do you know that's what? I, do, you, do you know? Speaking of the community wardens, that was the last. So it was an, an ex-copper was the head of the community wardens in my base. So he had chucked up the police after like 30 years. He was in his 50s. <laughs> and on my last day as a community warden, he never liked me. He shook my hand and went, I just pray to God that my old ma never <laughs> is in a house fire and you pick up the phone. <laughs> Good luck. Do you know what? I, I, I need to agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was good at what I done. I was good. I was good. I won awards. You won awards. <clears throat> Darren, are you getting pissy sick of people going where's Officer Karen when oh. you're out and about in the street? Do you get that a lot? You must do. No, it doesn't bother me. You, you can't really, let it bother you, man. I don't really get spotted. See, see if I wear my glasses. You don't glass. look like Bobby. That's a, well, thank you. If, right. I, if I wear my glasses, I get it. See if I don't wear my glasses, I don't get it. But see if anybody shouts Officer Karen or anything like that, I enjoy it. Aye. See at the end of the day, I'm grateful for it and it's good fun. It is good mm. fun. Do you get recognised with your accent? Does anybody ever go, you're the guy from Scott's called the narrator? <laughs> Me? I, does anybody ever say no. that? <laughs> <laughs> See, you stood in the chippy asking for like a fish supper right. or something. I recognise that. I recognise the voice. voice. Yeah. Right. You've never heard that. <laughs> never heard that. Never. See when, um, see, when you sat down with the idea for Scott Squad, did you envisage it being the success it turned out to be? Uh, no. no. I, I don't really... Re- remember too much because it was like a month after I'd started working in TV and you just have meetings with people and you pit, you have like 10 ideas you talk through and then there's one that someone kind of lights up at and goes yeah there's something in that um, so obviously being naive back then I would have hoped it would have been good uh, and I'd never have the optimism now it's just lucky that it did end up being like that but I did, did not think uh. this is like the best part of a decade isn't it it's yeah taken hold. is it that long you could be yeah dying. well the, the idea first came 2010 Filmed the pilot 2011, no pilot went out 2012, filmed the first series 2014. Was there no incident when the pilot was meant to go in there? Was there no somebody, somebody get shot or something like that? Or? Yeah, there was a police firearms incident <laughs> that was big in the news, so it meant that the pilot had to get delayed. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Me. Did that not happen in an episode as well once? One of the episodes had to get switched because I'm sure that happened as well. Somehow, yeah, that sort of thing happens quite a lot. I think there's stuff. There's often stuff. It's not going to be that offensive, or no. it probably won't. But if you've got a selection of episodes, the BBC will decide uh, to switch them round. Not to bring the tone level, but tone level. Not to bring the tone down, but I know that one of the episodes was the week my mum died, and it was a scene where I was on the phone to my mum. I was getting grief from that online, uh, and people going, "Oh, you should know better," and all this. And uh, I was like, "What the fuck?" We're friends. I was like, like, "It's perfect." Aye. Like the BBC phoned me. They were like, "This episode goes at the night. You're speaking to your mum." I'm like, "Well, it's." Fictional character, anyway. Yeah, I was like, no, it's perfect. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Can I say the key? Yes, you can say it. The day Grado's mum died. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. And I messaged him, and he said, I can't fucking believe Keith Chegwin and my mum died on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what happened, and that was his first reaction. (laughs) I was like, you're right. He's like, Keith Chegwin's dead. Time, you know what I mean? Put a light spin I, on it because yeah. obviously people are texting me and I, they feel uncomfortable yes, and all that. And I, I went, Oh, there we go. We've lost my mom and Cheggers in the same day. 
<laughs> I think I framed the message. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we'll talk more about Scott Squad and whether there'll be a new series coming back short, but let's talk football because this is a Football Daft podcast. Gradle, you're a Rangers man. As everybody knows that listens to this podcast, Joe, who do you support? Uh, West Ham. What's your Scottish team? Greenock Morton. <laughs> no, it's no, he likes Celtic. I'm wearing green. You're a Celtic man in Scotland. Yeah. So Celtic and West Ham are your teams. Dad, yep. what team do you support? Partick Fasson. He's no. talking <laughs> shit. Celtic. So you're a Celtic, Celtic man as yes. well, right? Yes. Okay. We went to a game together recently. Is that not? That is. Yeah. yeah. Who was it? Was what it game Valencia? was it? Valencia. Yeah, it was yeah. a Euro- Europa League. Europa League. One it was terrible. Like March. It, it was terrible. It was boring. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> but Darren... Long story, Darren looks after my cat when I'm away and I need to pay him somehow. So he went to a football game and had a kebab, <laughs> meat free. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, that's the yeah, story. That's right. So he looks after the cat. So, so um, was it because of Darren's influence that you became a Celtic fan? Uh, no, well, I said, my mum's from Greenock. So, so why are you don't support my, Morton then? <laughs> well, yeah. No, that's, that's my mum's family. <laughs> that's the tradition uh, in the family. That's the tradition in the family. Uh, they're happens, all Celtic fans, so that's what happens. What about Celtic, Darren? This season, five wins out of five, top of the league. You beat Rangers a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've got no complaints as a Celtic fan. I, I like Scottish football. I've I went away for it for a wee while there. Why was that, Darren? I could just enjoy other things. Like, like what were you enjoying, Darren? Were you like shopping on a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> meat. Were you, were you, he was eating meat. Were you, was that all right? Were you eating meat at this point in your life? You were enjoying meat before you turned uh, vegan. I'm feeling very triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you back off? Can you back off and let me breathe? Uh, Darren, are we allowed to talk about where you went? What do you mean? Mentally. Peru. Aye, can we talk about just? I know. Well, I, well, wow, we've just gone from uh, him no, taking is, time away I from talk, football and went to Peru. You want to talk about the hoop? So, but. is this part of what Gradle's getting at here? So, you walked away from football because you went to do other things. Was Peru one of those things? There's a there's a good Celtic supporters bus there in Peru. So, <laughs> uh, no, just like Peru, you know how that CSC. way. Like for a couple of years, I just didn't enjoy it. I mm-hmm. liked other things like. Films and wrestling and all that, and then Aye. it got good again. And see, when I was younger as well, Celtic were shit. Like, see, Rangers nine in a row. Aye. Like, well, I actually kind of liked Rangers when I was younger. <laughs> what? And, like, right. I was so, a- so were you a glory hunter? Is it when Rangers were the most successful team in Scotland that you thought I quite like them? Well, I was in the boys' brigade. All my pals were Rangers fans, so I just supported Rangers. So the influence with the pals and Aye. all that stuff, right? You had to be fit in and be part of that team. Yeah, right. So what happened that you moved to Celtic? I seen the light. <laughs> <laughs> I seen the light. No, it was just one of the ones. How I old were you when you when you quote unquote seen the light? Uh, my dad was a coach for Celtic, like a Celtic youth team, and I met Paul McStay, Whoa. and I just remember him being like a really nice guy. Who Paul McStay was? Aye. I think he's married to a woman from Greenock. And I just remember thinking like, I, think so. mm. I just, I loved how he was so nice cool. to everybody and cool, and I, I did a tour of the Celtic Park when it was getting done up with, when Fergus McCann was there, and... I was just like, guy. This, this is for me. This is for me. This is forget the Rangers. Yep. I'm, I know I'm a Celtic man at heart. Yep. Did you feel it when you walked through those gates at, at the stadium? This is for me. This is yeah. my team. So I had and, a rough patch for a couple of years, but right. So you, you you love the Celtic. He likes to text me now and again when uh, I was Celtic are doing well. Aye. I did bam me up. He, he blocked me once because he took a bite. 
He actually blocked you. Yep. And then see the other night, see the game a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the two I was texting game. him and I was bamming him up, and he actually texted me, "Please leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> so Grado mentioned it. You took some time out from the football, and you you apparently ended up in Peru. Yeah. What were you doing in Peru, and why? I went to Peru for about three weeks, and I was on a spiritual detox to take um, ayahuasca. How cool was this? Say yeah. that again. I took ayahuasca. What's ayahuasca? It's a plant-based medicine um, that I... makes you purge. So right. Ironically, I... when I was purging into a bucket, I was wearing my Celtic socks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were looking at when you were purging? I, honestly, like, <laughs> see when you take ayahuasca, right? You're supposed like, see some of the shit you see. Like, you actually see the face of fucking Jesus. And I'm like, I'm wearing C.R. Smith Celtic socks right now. <laughs> like, like, I feel like apologising to God. But hey, Hold on, so, so you take this ayahuasca. Get, does it make you sick? So what do, what do you see? What is it? How long, how long are you seeing these visions for? Right. So it's designed, it's made from three different types of things. It's two different types of tree bark and something called DMT. Right. You drink it uh-huh. and then it makes you physically purge. It's supposed to make you spiritually purge as well. Right. So like depression, anxiety, self-doubt, all that kind of stuff leaves you. Right. And you don't really see anything when you're purging. You're just being sick into a bucket. But the experience of purging, I could actually feel anxiety leave me and depression leave me it's it's wow. hardcore it's really intense so when you're being sick how are you feeling uh you feel better after it but during it it's uh, really mental did uh, you see jesus i seen something did Didn't you, you bl- see ainsley harriet or was that just <laughs> no because <laughs> we, we wrote it into scott squad and he saw that he had a vision of ainsley harriet with a little chef's hat but yeah. was that did that happen? Well, I said that. I, that was a part. I said that for Scott Squad. I, I mean, I love, I love Ainsley Harriet, right? He just, <laughs> all joking aside, he seems like a great guy, man. Aye. See Aye. that time when he kicked in that old woman's door. That was the and best. And he came in with a walking on. Well, hello, Jill. hello, Jill. <laughs> he seems best. like he seems like one of the boys. Aye. That is my bucket list. I want to eat an omelette with Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> He just seems like a good guy, man. Uh, I, get, I get roped in. I'm saying roped in. I bought it myself. But you know, and you get these shitty Facebook ads <laughs> and there's like these random t-shirts. I bought an Ainsley Harriet t-shirt and it was like, no, even just his face. Like, like he's, uh, the, the t-shirt, like his face covered the whole t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Like his eyes was up there. His ears were there. A big Ainsley Phil Bifter Ainsley Harriet t-shirt. Have you still got it? I'll put it in the wash once and his face fucking rubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 25 notes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are, you're purging, you're in the middle of the jungle in Peru, and you see visions, lots of visions. Was Ainsley Harriet part of your vision? Sadly, no. Sadly, no. So who was in your vision? And did you come out of it believing in something you didn't believe before you went in? I definitely believe that there is, I know this is mental, isn't it? I don't want you to judge me, but I, I believe that there's life after death. Yeah. I, believe that during the process of taking this, I peeked behind a curtain and I seen some other reality. Uh, Wow, this is really intriguing. So you think you peeked behind the curtain of another life? Yep. And that's convinced you that there is life after death? Yes. What did you see when you peeked around the curtain? Chief (laughs) Chegwin. (laughs) (laughs) 
I imagine you that. know you blocked me on Twitter and I'll never know why <laughs> Checkers blocked you. Yeah, because <laughs> he was a joke thief as well, wasn't he? Uh huh. Uh, was he? Ah, Is that he, was, right? he was stealing everybody. I think he stole he? one of my jokes. But I don't know if he was me. a comedian. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, Joe, I take it then you speak to the guys and then you take out little bits of their life and add it to the actual Scott Squad series. Yeah, it's a lot easier with these two because I'm friends with them outside of the show. So I know stuff like that, like Darren going to Peru and hearing all of that, and it's a lot easier to incorporate. But we do sit down with all the cast members and chat and try where possible to bring those things in in real life. Um, yeah, uh, it's very easy with these two because they're living such mad lives. <laughs> Who's um, your least favourite character in the show? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Come on, Joe, spill no, the beans. No. It's still being you and Cameron. What do you mean, stop being you and Cameron? You ask this question every time with the football guest. Oh, well, who, who is the worst person? Right, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Uh, in the next series, I will cast you so I have a definitive answer. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You're not getting a new series. I've been on the phone at the BBC. But, but Joe, there's, there has been a, an abundance of famous folk that, that want to be on the show, didn't you? You've had... T- emails and phone calls going to geese apart going to geese apart yeah and Lewis Capaldi started following me so. oh <gasps> nice. oh that would be good yeah that would be good he's following you for a reason mate he wants that phone call he would like he really needs Scott Squad <laughs> <laughs> come on uh, but Joe, you did. You have. You have a Lorraine. We had Lorraine Kelly. She asked. Did she ask to be on it? I love yeah, that yeah. scene. Lorraine Kelly asked to be Lorraine. on it, I and she was. Ta- and the best thing, because she was taking the piss out of Piers Morgan, <laughs> he then retweeted it. I never saw this because he's blocked me for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Piers Morgan blocked you as well, and Cheggers blocked you. Yeah, Bloody I, hell! I've worked out. There's a way you get blocked by Piers Morgan, right? Because he reads his tweets. If you start it with a sarcastic like you're praising him so I said the thing I love about Piers Morgan is uh, and then I put whatever it was I was insulting him with <laughs> blocked and then I did it on another account and he blocked me again Brilliant. so that's, what, what, that's what happened but he did he shared the clip from Scott Squad uh, he, uh, he, that's his persona isn't it people taking the piss out of him so it's it worked also funny the amount of people that will tweet me if I put uh, or if someday an account posts a scene for Scott Squad the likes of me uh, the one where we're chasing the coffin and the amount of folk that will go, this is terrible. As in, they believe that this is an actual police <laughs> fucking documentary. This is... Real life. How many he, people he fall for weird, it? I get it all the time. But you're weirdly believable. <laughs> Thanks. No, do you know what I mean? In the uh, last series as well, because there was no there was no. Last stupid, series was my favourite. In the last series, there was no um, singing stuff, no dancing. It was all... It was like dead serious <laughs> crime that you were dealing with. And he does it in such a serious way that you just completely buy into it. Uh, it and was, people it really watch good. and think it's a real documentary behind the scenes with real policemen and you're chasing coffins. There's a, there's, a, there's a guy that was on Big Brother or something and he went, this is outrageous. <laughs> how, how the police service, this, you know, this man should be fucking suspended and all this. And like, Are you fucking daft? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's crazy. They want your fucking big brother. Is there going to be a new series of um, Scott so. Squad? Um, what would you be seeing? Hope so. You'd think with the, the success of the last series that it would just be like easy peasy. There's this fucking contract. Go and sign it. You would think. I'm just finishing working on uh, the state of it, which is a new sketch show, Robert oh, Florence, good. coming out later this year, and then we'll focus on what's happening with Scott Squad. But we last year we won a BAFTA, so <laughs> that was good. That was a good that night. Was which he never came to the. I know. Why did you not come down? <laughs> I was in the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing about it is he was in the cinema and someone came up to him and said, congratulations. He had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, 
on work, <laughs> eating a hot dog. Do you know the best thing about that night? Because we got that photo together holding the statue, which Grado says is, whichever one of us dies first, that will be the, that will be the photo that the other <laughs> person posts. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> So, aye, exactly. So, if Joe dies, I'm going to put up. Rest in peace, Joe. And all that. That's fucking, I forgot about that. Aye. Here's us when we won our BAFTA together. Joe aye. was such a nice guy. Aye. Joe gave me more opportunity on the telly. Thanks, Joe. Love you. Rest in peace, man. Mine, mine will just be RIP Hugh and a kiss. <laughs> so, there will be a new series because if you've won a BAFTA, then surely the BBC are going to go in. But they need content for their new channel, so it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm sure. But there's plenty of ideas floating around, so when it comes to it, it won't be a problem. So what's the next Celtic game you're going to go and see? What's the plans? You two uh, going to go and see a Celtic uh, well, game anytime we'll soon? I'll try and get tickets for the uh, last one of the season, where it's nine in a row. Creators <laughs> 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 not have a gnat. Aye, they know how to tangle my buttons. Tangle my buttons. <laughs> tangle your buttons. <laughs> um, Joe, Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure having Hold you. Hold on, I can't really tangle my buttons. I need to say something better than that. You've said it now. It's recorded. It's done. It's what in the, the can. What the fuck is tangled my buttons? Will you can't tell me? Do you want to explain what tangled your buttons is before we let the guys go? I have no idea. I understand it. But you get it. Yeah. What does it mean then, Darren, if you get it? Have you patroned that fucking curtain again? <laughs> 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 fuck it. I like tangled my buttons. What does it mean? Oh, by the way, hold on. Darren. Aye. You're playing this weekend, stand up, you know? Oh, I am doing a solo show. Are you aware of it? Not this weekend. All right. It's East Kilbride Village. He's reading this out, by the way. <laughs> oh, here. No, oh, I've get, got, we can do a natural plug. Like, watch. Right. Oh, ask me how I discovered him. I'll talk about stand up. Right, so, uh, so Joe, how did you discover Darren? Well, we have lots of ways of discovering people to be in Scott Squad. So, Grado was brought to our attention through Robert Florence, who'd, right. who'd seen him on, on wrestling and had cast him in a pilot that they did called The Sunny. The Sunny. So, everyone thinks that this, the first acting thing that Grado did was Scott Squad. It wasn't, it was The Sunny. Darren, I saw, I was doing stand up at the time. I don't do it anymore. And I was at Red Raw at the stand, and I saw Darren, and we got chatting, and he had a very good performance. His stand up is really good. It's very dark. I would recommend that people who are into Scott Squad go and see it because it's Aye. complete. You think you're getting Bobby and you're not. You're getting more along the lines of the ayahuasca stuff and it's really good. You, you gigging anytime soon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Saturday the 5th of October, I'm in East Kilbride at the Village Theatre. The show is called Abandon All Hope. Um, it might be over an hour, maybe an hour and a half and it's what kind of stuff I mean I've done a gig with you before aye, aye. you've seen me do stand up mate I love your stand up because again everybody thinks it's going to be oh what's up Karen and it's no it's so fucking aye. mental and yeah, when I, when and I on the edge and you're a bit like oh, can smoking, you get away with smoking like, carrots last time yes aye, aye. remember that time the first time you came to see me in Edinburgh we <laughs> oh my god this is the best story ever can you please tell it Grado is there with his ex-girlfriend, Mistress McGarry is there as well, mm -hmm. our pal. So she was. McGarry uh, Fury, yeah. And I go out halfway through a friend's it's run. so dark. I'm absolutely fucked. It's, for some reason, they've made it a 14 plus, right? So I'm out there doing my dark material, talking about mental health, and my eyesight is terrible as well. So see, towards the end of the show, I realise that there's a dad sitting there with his son, and the dad is gutted he's tutting and he's like oh god's sake this is brutal <laughs> and I turned to the dad and I did that oh mate I never realised the wee man was there if the wee man was there I would have changed my material 
dying in my arse, just trying to have a conversation. Grado's sitting in the back, he's no fucking laughed once. I'm, a, I'm like that in my head, this is the first time he's ever seen me do stand-up, I'm dying on my fucking arse. And then I just do that. Oh, I thought the wee guy was a midget. No. It was a throwaway comment. I was dying in my arse, I was struggling. When I said midget, the whole room went completely silent. And I'm looking at Grado, he's like that, with his hands over his face in shock. And I'm like, I'm staring at the wee guy, because he was a 14-year-old wee guy. And I was like, he's not a midget. Like, why is everybody acting like that? And I was like, what? I'm blind, and I thought you were a midget. See, the second time I said a midget, I could actually hear Grado do that. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Then I've done that, what, is there any midgets in? And then all I heard was, aye, there's three of us, and it's no midget, it's dwarf. <laughs> and I looked at the back and there was three dwarfs sitting there. <laughs> sitting next to me, it was me yeah. and my ex-girlfriend and three dwarfs, sitting there yeah. fucking raging. Aye, but the only people that were laughing were the dwarfs, <laughs> and everybody else was like, can we laugh? <laughs> <laughs> So it, was just, it was just the way you went, well, there's no any midgets in here, is there? <laughs> Aye, there's three. <laughs> I'm sweating through a black t-shirt, sweat dripping off my chin and all that. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I had to tell him I'm no shite, by the way. That was just a bad gig. So um, so you're performing at East Kilbride, week on Saturday, is it? Yes. Uh, that's the fifth. Yes, please. Right, okay. Uh, it's £10 a ticket. Please come. Well worth it. Um, Darren Connell. Is there, anything, is there anything else? Hold on, just sorry. Is there anything else you want to say, Joe? You get like, fucking anything you want to get in? No. One last thing. Uh, watch Hings by Chris McQueer on the iPlayer, which was produced by my, my company. Cool. And when's um, um, the new comedy with uh, Robert Florence coming out? The state of it will be later this year. We don't have a date yet, but probably around late October, November time. Well, good luck with that, Joe. Thank you very much. Darren, it's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you, mate. Oh, thank you very Gredo, much. thank you. Oh, well, I am part of it. I feel like a guest, though. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Squad special. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Chris. Yes. It's competition time now with our friends from Beer 52 and our match of the week. Congratulations to Celtic supporter Tony Craig, who correctly guesses 2-3 result in the Hearts v Motherwell game to win a case of beer. So well done to Tony Craig. Right, plus Tony. Uh, this weekend, there's only one game we can have as our Beer 52 match of the week, and that's the Edinburgh Derby. So to win, all you have to do is guess the correct score before midday on Sunday. Everyone who gets the right score will go into draw to win the beer. You can enter by commenting on the link on our Football Daft Facebook page, or you can tweet your prediction at Football Daft on Twitter with the hashtag free beer. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. Now, Grado, big game on Sunday. Mm. Hips versus hearts. Easter, you're pretty good at this. If you I said nothing each last week, and that was completely Ryan because it was free too. Yes. So I'm going to say there is going to be goals in it this weekend. You think there'll be goals? I think there's going to be goals. Okay. And I don't know, man. Somebody's getting cuffed. <laughs> I think somebody's getting cuffed. You think someone's getting a proper beating? Yeah, I think there's got. This is going to be. I think it's either going to be. It's either going to be something like three now hips or three now hearts. Oh, that seriously? Really? I think it's going to be a cuffing. One of the teams is, is it a flip of a town. coin. Aye. So where's your coin flipping? I don't know. Just fucking do it now, right? Hibs is heads and heads is tails. So hibs are heads. Hibs are heads he- and hearts are tails for the f- to win three now. Okay. Right. That is a heads. It's hibs. You're fucked. Yeah, you're saying Hibs 3-0. Aye. Dick. 
So Gredo is going for a 3-0 win for Hibs on Sunday. So all you need to do if you'd like a free case of beer is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we will sort you out with eight beers if you just cover the postage and the postage cost is £4.95. That's all you need to do to get yourself a free case of beer. And as an added bonus for Football Daft listeners, you can get two extra free beers. So that's a total of how many beers? Ten. Uh, your first box will be sent to you next day and will contain beer from all over Europe. It's a monthly subscription service for beer and Beer 52 don't hold you to the ransom. So you can leave at any time. All you need to do is cover the postage and we'll send you out that case of beer. So just go to beer52.com forward slash to get your first case of 10 beers for free. That's beer52.com forward slash. Daft. And I'm just excited because I'm picking up my second um, <laughs> case thing of beer. I've got a case. I haven't threw them. They're not. It's good to get a nice wee taste of Europe. Taste of Europe. Taste of Europe Taste and a of case Europe. of beer. Yeah, it's you don't all, know what you're going to get. You don't know what it's you're going to get. It's like gonna... a lucky dip of beers. <laughs> a lucky dip of beers. And I'm taking it, so I'm going to take it on the train down to London. So if you see oh, me on... Aye. Good. You're all to do that, aren't you? Aye, you're all to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Aye, fuck it. That's beer52.com forward slash daft. That's it for the Football Daft Podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our guests for joining us today. Uh, the Scott Squad special, well done to the guys for coming in. Loved that. Brought to get a wee bit of insight into the, into the show. Darren was great. Joe was great. Grado was his normal pain in the arse, but it was a good show. Good interview. And also thanks to the to wee Jimmy. <laughs> wee Jimmy who Aww. came in here dressed as an Oompa Loompa who Grado has wrestled over the years. So brilliant stuff there. <laughs> uh, before we go, we want to encourage you to to, to leave a review on the Apple podcast because the more reviews we get, the more people will know and see the podcast on Apple. And we've got some reviews off the show here. So what have you got, Grado? Well, we've got one review here. It's five stars. Okay. And it says, Pals with his mall. Get told to listen as you had Penn Rice on and I'm a pals with his mall. <laughs> Somebody else is pals with his mall. <laughs> Haven't laughed so much in a long time. Great banter, great stories. And we'll definitely give... The other episodes are listened. So, so that's, that's a good five-star review. Five then got a one-star review from James28, and he says, Not too bad. I really like Grado, but Yuna's a proper fud. <laughs> <laughs> Who was yeah, that? What was his name? James. He's a prick. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for all your reviews. Five-star, one-star reviews. Yoon. What? It's a big weekend, mate. Edinburgh Derby, man, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, right, okay. What do you want, me, what do you want to say about it? What do you want to ask me? Sugarly peg, mate. What do you mean, sugarly peg? Hearts. I can't lose this weekend. Do you know why I can't lose? If Hibs beat Hearts, Craig Levine gets the sack. No, if we beat no. Hibs, if we beat Hibs, we get the bragging rights. So I can't even lose this weekend. So you can try and wind me up all you like. Ain't going to happen. That's it for the you football. You do da- not know what's going to happen. I've just told if you. If Hibs win, Levine might know. St- We're not I know talking you're about it. You, I know you're choking to go. I know you're choking to go. No, I don't want it. Listen, listen, I've just told you. You try to wind me up because I'm a Hearts man. I've yeah. just told you I can't lose this weekend. If Hibs pump Hearts at Easter Road. Budge ain't fucking, but Budge is not going to sack Levine. Right, this is the end of the show. I'm telling no, you right not. now, we lose Levine if we lose to Hibs. If we beat Hibs, I get the bragging rights and hopefully Levine goes the following week when we get pumped by whoever we're playing. It's some point we're going to lose Levine but this and weekend- then he's got to come on put me all daft <laughs> uh, Grado know what you've been daft you've been football it's yourself remember that this is 4 Network